what a life what a world it's quite, quite so a should you world. should you confess should you confess to your listeners the fact about today's episode yeah i'm fucking grumpy right now you're grumple stiltskin not feeling very happy or chipper it has nothing to do with mm. recent events it's just kind of like a uh, 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 you know, it's 4 p.m. on a on a on a Wednesday and on a sexual Wednesday. You know, it's that's just how it is. sometimes you just feel like this. It's nothing to do with sometimes you got to lean into some to some grumpy. Look, yeah, I mean, it's snowing outside. I'm oh. kind of over. I'm kind of over the snow. I don't know. Is it snowing in New York? Oh, you're in California. Um, Never mind. I'm in California, and also you're over the snow. I feel like it just started. <laughs> like, yeah, brace but yourself. In in Quebec, it's been going for mm. for a while. I don't know if you knew this, but I don't live in New York anymore. I heard I heard grumblings. grumblings. <laughs> mostly my own grumblings. It was mostly mine, just going. Argh. Yeah. Argh. Hey, you remember? You remember when you and uh, Claire and like Chelsea helped me like pack, but instead it was just three hours of Claire telling, talking about one date she went on, <laughs> and uh, me trying to clean around you guys. Um. Also, you were like barely cleaning. As yeah, well. I know because I was so I was so like I was so just done and out of it, and I didn't want to do it at all. That was so good. Like, hey, Jack, we're going to come over and help you pack. Like, it's going to be emotional. Cut to, li- cut to me literally wearing one of your sweaters on yeah. your bed while Claire talks about a date for, like, two and a half weeks. And Chelsea is just, like, screaming in the corner. I don't know what she Chelsea, was doing. Chelsea's like, I need to go to bed. And, it, yeah, anyway. And she didn't, which is great. I love when which people is need fair, to go to bed but she and just, don't. Yeah, she just didn't. I don't know. What, yeah, it's like, go to bed or I don't know. I love when people don't go to bed. That's so annoying. <laughs> I'd say that's a personal fetish of mine when people just don't go to bed. <sighs> anyway. But yeah, that was... Uh, why did we talk about time. that? Oh, because I don't live I don't in New know. York anymore. Right. Oh, right. Yeah, it's true. True, true, true. I don't live in New York. So um, I know that's actually something big that happened this year. You moved. Yeah. I a hot 2016 moment. And you got married. I mean, that's the crazier one. <laughs> yeah. But I haven't moved yet. But we're, that's coming soon, so... Oh yeah. Yes, also, I'm grumpy. Be- I'm grumpy because I keep looking at um, like Craigslist and Hot Pad and Pad Mapper for uh-huh. spots in San Francisco. And let me tell you, tell me, it's not too not too affordable in that there uh, San Francisco Bay Area. <laughs> Breaking news: San Francisco seems to be an expensive place. So annoying. So much more expensive than New York. I know, right? It's like really crazy. That switch happened, and I just it's. It is just the way of things now. Like, can, can, <laughs> you know, isn't like th- aren't things like supposed to correct here? Like, all the yuppies from the Midwest moving out to the Bay Area. Can you just like stay in the Midwest now? There's nothing for you it. out in California. And with climate change, like I don't know, Iowa is gonna probably like get the best weather in a few years. Like, think big picture, losers. Right. Beach, beachfront property, hopefully in Iowa. Right. Give me a sense. What is the what is like the market situation in like what's like a are you looking for a one bedroom probably right? Yeah, we could two bedroom. Okay, probably, we so what is a, like a one bedroom? Okay, so one bedroom apartment in San Francisco. Uh, I mean, you can get like a if you can get a, a space that's like seven hundred square feet for twenty five hundred bucks a month. That's like a really whoa. Good deal. That's yeah. so much. <laughs> 
2500 that's like over a thousand i can't even imagine paying over a thousand dude we had a three-bedroom apartment i mean it was like super far uptown so i guess i don't know like that's like kind of the market hadn't been too over flooded by the time when we were there but anyway mm-hmm. it was what was it 18 1850 for a three-bedroom apartment in new york that was crazy. To be fair, that apartment is pretty much a studio. Like, I feel like that should be, like, one to two rooms max. And really feel like it was at one point. But I could not decipher the layout to see what they would have changed. But even, I was always even then, looking. like, even then, like... Even then! The one-bedroom apartments in San Francisco, like, the bedroom is literally just, like, a like a, an indentation into the larger layout of the... You, you have, like, right. room for, like a, a, like, a twin. And that's it. Like, a twin mattress mm-hmm. and maybe, like, a small nightstand. What would you do if you called a realtor and they took you to a tent that they pitched in a gutter? And they were like, what's really great about this space is that, um, you know, you can really nest. Um, uh, and it's an up-and-coming up and coming tent. I would just be a douche and move to Portland. And then everyone in Portland would hate me for being from California. <laughs> no, I feel like what you'd do is you'd be like, huh. And would sort of like look around the tent a little bit like. Yeah. And, like, really consider it for a minute. And then Not you would so move to bad. Portland. Yeah. Right. Not so, like, I can kind of stretch my arms. Like, both arms go through the tent. Like, right. like friggin' whoops. So, that's made me grumpy. A Portland moment is hot. Is hot. Yeah. Why not? No, I don't Would you do? No, fuck no. Name me the three things you hate most about Portland. Um, the Oregon kind of, like, rogue attitude bullshit that they got going up there. Don't like that. Okay. Uh, you know. Kind of like the, the whole hipster thing that's kind of, I don't know, that's over. Seems kind of like the same thing, those two yeah. things. No, but like the Oregon militia people versus like the, oh, right. the like 1890s like ice pick, uh, long beards. Right. <laughs> that is the vibe. Yeah, it's like one of the Oregon's two. aesthetic is like brawny man from the paper towels meets like an ice road trucker played by Chris Hemsworth. That's like everyone in Oregon to me. So I'm I'm done with that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a very but sexual state, though. I don't know. Maybe like if I, I, I we just got to figure out. We, I think we're still we're still kind of young. I'd like to live in the city for at least a couple more years. Yeah, of course. I don't want to live in daily shitty. Look, Oh my god, is that where you were thinking? A daily shitty nope. moment? <laughs> no. Don't you dare. If I'm desperate. That's that's too desperate. <laughs> no. Don't lean into that. That is too grim. Too grim a reality. Yeah. Look, California is a crazy place. I want our listeners to know that. It's a state of mind, but it's also, you know, a place. Yeah. <laughs> that's my TED Talk on California. Right. <laughs> Me and, a, me and a black turtleneck, like, California is a place. But is it also, PowerPoint, a place? And it's a PowerPoint of a big question mark. <laughs> right. I don't know that that would be the worst TED Talk that's ever been given, honestly. Oh, 100. What's the worst TED Talk you've ever seen? I, I, I don't know. You probably have a bit much, uh, you know, more informed opinion than I do. I, I really don't give a fuck about TED Talks. You don't watch that. I I really love. I, I love TED, TED talks. talks. Oh really? No, oh, I definitely definitely. Talks. Have I ever told you the story of when I was like, it was like four a.m. and I was hooking up with someone and I and they had like a Roku and I kept <laughs> putting on this TED talk of like a of a woman from Afghanistan talking about how she kept her school open when the Taliban moved in. 
Wow, dude. Like we, it was so annoying. It was like the trolliest thing. But it was very, very, very funny too. I was just like crying laughing. This person was like, um, You're so fucked up and dark. That's such a dark thing to do. It was very dark. Very, 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 very dark. Like would keep turning it off and then like we'd be going at it and then I'd like feel for the remote and then like press it like very quietly and suddenly we'd be like then they came in i knew that the only way for the children it was like so intense if someone did that to me i would kick them out of my apartment with without and, and i would keep their clothes so they'd have to do something like get home you wouldn't feel like clothes. you wouldn't feel like you'd found the one no i'd be like god damn it that would like, be like I, a glass slipper to- moment no, I'd be like, I came here to fuck, and you're trying to turn on this goddamn TED Talk about children in Afghanistan. Or like, um, like, hey, do you want to put on some music? Like, yeah, for sure. Like, the minute that they took out the guns, that is when I knew. Like, you don't think that that would be like a hot That's move? funny. The first time, it's funny. If you keep repeatedly going for the remote and putting it back on, then we have a problem. I would say it's funny twice it's like the rule of two a third time is too much i did it a third time and i still thought it was funny but it was like i knew that the joke had reached its end (laughs) but i don't know i think i think two is always actually funnier than three everyone says the rule of three but two is when it really strikes you two is when it really strikes you yeah that's what they say two is when it really strikes you and uh, you're grumpy you're grumple stiltskin you know i'm a little tired i could use a nap Mm, yeah. Love a nap moment. Mm. I was planning mm. on taking a nap. And then I rudely me. interrupted. You did. Ooh, this is a really good state of mind to get you in. Yeah. An almost nap grump grump situation. Kind of like kind of like, oh, let's get this out of the way. Right. <laughs> well, this is episode sixty-nine. <laughs> so how oh, are we gonna celebrate <laughs> celebrate this monumental episode? <laughs> Uh, we should do a big countdown of the 69 things that we're thankful for this New Year's and Christmas. Or, what? <laughs> what a weird fusion of holidays. <laughs> Thanksgiving? I don't know. That one... Yeah. Can you tell I'm tired? 69 things we're thankful for this Christmas New Year's. Like, <laughs> also, a countdown of 69 things is insane. Imagine, like, 40 minutes into this episode when we're like, 42! Yeah. Mm, that blanket like (laughs) i admit 69 things to be thankful for is a bit much it is a bit much and you know what but you know there are things to be thankful for um Uh, what are some things that sort of pop into mind yesterday i was thinking of how thankful i am for batman i love batman i like turned on the tv and some like cartoon movie of his was playing and you bet your sweet ass i didn't get it oh was it the uh i know that cartoon movie which one? I can't think of the name. It was the newer one. It wasn't from the one the one from when we were kids. Oh, the Killing Joke. It was the Killing Joke. Yeah, nice. Oh. Have, have you seen it? No, but it's a very famous Alan Moore written uh, series. It is graphic novel. It's amazing. Yeah. Have you read it? No, but I want to. It is so good. I, it's actually, I think, my favorite Batman graphic novel. It is really spectacular and also like really interesting because. It is, like, one of the few one-off graphic novels to actually sort of, like, infiltrate the canon a little bit. Because Barbara Gordon becoming a paraplegic, like, wheelchair-bound oh. woman is from that epi- is from that 
novel and that is like 100 percent part of like the mythology it's like very okay. much embedded in like a lot of different stories pretty interesting is it, is meanwhile alan moore is like favorite what batman thing no alan moore thing i think it might i don't know if it's my it's hard right I, I think it's hard because you know something like watchmen is such a like tome and the killing joke is pretty brief it's like maybe like 40 pages you know it's yeah. like really like tight like what makes it good is actually it's brevity and there's you know, very little, you know, it's, it's, it's such a, it's, it's, it's brief. Like it's briefness is like really intense. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, like Watchmen feels like a, I don't know. It's, I think Watchmen is his best. Very dense. Very, 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 very dense. Also the only graphic novel. Um, I like, I like Viva Vendetta. No, I do like Viva Vendetta, but, um, Hmm. I don't know. There's something a little more, um, um, I think Wa- I think Watchmen is much more is is much more like interesting to me. Maybe because there's some like it's more it's like about America and Viva Vendetta is sort of it is like li- it literally takes place in England and just has sort of like a different. I think it's responding to London. something different. Specifically, well, he's English, right? Yes. His name just sounds English. I wouldn't know because he hides from the earth. Have you seen? Have you ever read like a recent Alan Moore interview? Um, only when, like, a movie of his is coming out and he's like, I won't fucking see it! Like, he, like, refuses. Yeah, now it just kind of seems like he's done nothing but eat Mercury for the past ten years. <laughs> Wait, is he crazy? He's, like, mainlining Mercury, I'm, I'm pretty sure at this point. He's a fucking <laughs> crazy asshole. He's like, my passion is comic book writing, but more than that, and later in life, I've discovered that I really enjoy putting Mercury in my bloodstream. That's his yeah. famous quote from one of yeah. his... One of his interviews. Why is he such a Looney Tune? Is he married? Does he have kids? I don't know. Uh, he's like he's like all into like pagan stuff. So he's got he's like a level oh three witch goddess or something. And I don't oh know. my! God. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Have you ever read level uh, three witch goddess? <laughs> Same. Yeah. I don't don't quote me on that, but uh, that's just what I hear. I absolutely will. Yeah. Um, and if ever, I ever write a book, one of the reviews in the jacket is going to be level three witch goddess, Jack Dale. <laughs> it's going to be like a Ta-Nehisi Coates quote, and then right yeah. under it is going to say level three witch goddess. Uh, okay, wait. Have you ever read his uh, – he has another one called From Hell, which is like a, another fat ass. Yeah, it's about Jack the Ripper, right? Yeah, and that one is like f- fucking like level ten witch goddess, like to the max. <laughs> Wait, is it so really? Yeah, yeah, because it gets into the whole, like, what is the end? Oh, the, um, fuck, the, uh, what's that secret society? Uh, oh, fuck. um, uh, like the ancient the, English one. Yeah, and it's like, oh, Freemasons. It's yes. like all about the oh Freemasons, God, nice. and at the base of it, like, the very high-level Freemasons, like, pray to the level 10 witch goddess. Oh Wait, so if I open, if I turn that book around on the back, is there a quote that says level 10 witch goddess to the max, there, Jack Dale? <laughs> yeah, and it's a picture of me. And it's a picture of you with your thumbs up and you're on fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your head's on fire like ghost, yeah. what is his name? Ghost Skull? Who's that guy? Ghost Rider. <laughs> ghost Rider. Yep, I look exactly like Ghost Rider. I would say you look like a mix of Charlize Theron and Ghost Rider. Good. That's what I was going for. I think it's a pretty good mix. Wait, I haven't read that, but I saw the movie starring Johnny Depp. Uh, it's I didn't see that one. Uh, I think I started it, but no, it's it's a it's a fucking trip. Yikes! Is it intense? Yeah, like it like it kind of like 
It's interesting because it kind of goes into the, I think we, we might've already talked about this cause I read this over the summer, but mm. uh, it goes into the murders, uh, the white Jack the Ripper murders and sets them up as if they were like a, a high level, uh, Freemason conspiracy to kind of like save, save the Royal family from looking like a bunch of idiots. Whoa. Interesting. Yeah. That's really um, interesting. I mean, I think that's really interesting because it's like another example of Alan Moore's like interest in just like toying with actual history, you know, yeah, that but is he, sort of like his thing. Yeah. It's like based off of a, a, a novel written by this guy who kind of laid out this plan, this like conspiracy that was, uh, yeah, kind of enacted by this high level Freemason who also happened to be the surgeon general for the crown. Whoa. <clears throat> yeah. That's and it's all, so crazy. It's all based on this like fucking crazy. He liked he, the guy is like a, a, a Looney Tune and he kind of like it justifies killing these people, the, the women himself, because like he's like some fucking pagan crazy nut job who prays to this like motherfucking witch goddess, witch god or something. <laughs> Dude, it's like seriously. He's a, like, he's a level 16 witch god yeah, to the no, maximum. Like the first like seven uh, chapters of the book, you're, you're just like, it, it, like Alan Moore must have been smoking PCP while he was writing this. <laughs> He bought Mercury. He was probably yeah, freebasing Mercury. Yeah. Well, I think he was while eating like a salmon fillet or something. Oh, like a one hundred percent with like Mercury on top while like a witch goddess fillets him. Wait, that is so intense. Is the guy who wrote that book like is that a work of fiction or is he presenting it as like a nonfiction no, like theory? He, he does. He presents it like it's kind of similar to the. Um, it, he does it in the same way that the uh, the guy who did the Zodiac book it is where he just kind of like speculates but it's based in oh it's based on fact it's not based on like just sure um yeah made up shit it's an actual right so yeah yeah totally i mean so that's sort of like happen. what every good conspiracy theory should be where like there's right. enough reason to kind of believe it i love conspiracy theories do you mm. no oh no all right i used to lo- i used to love conspiracy conspiracy theories but now um now they piss me now off. they're tainted <laughs> now they're tainted. now like because of shit like pizzagate they piss me off it's true now we're entering an era where the conspiracy theory is like is like proliferating yeah. like before it used to be like jfk's death as like a conspiracy theory surrounding it which is like literally based in like more fact than it's not <laughs> in my opinion at least yeah what's your favorite I mean, conspiracy like, theory um favorite conspiracy theory i did i mean like admittedly after watching that oliver stone movie i was kind of into the jfk one i love that one but then you read about the like uh yeah kind of like i read a bunch of like articles and stuff and apparently that one kind of was just like him pulling shit out of his ass for a lot of the really what that that movie yeah there's like a scene where um the main lawyer dude uh, what's his name kevin costner yeah. I believe that's his name. Anyway, Kevin Costner is like talking to this In guy. In the movie, his name is yes. um, Kevin Costner. Right. Anyway, the lawyer Kevin Costner is talking to this guy named Mr. X, who's like a high-level government official, and that, apparently that meeting mm-hmm. never happened. And Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Oliver Stone yeah. is a weirdo. <laughs> and people paint like, like the... where are his politics? Yeah. I don't know. Well, he was a Vietnam vet, and I think he's kind of like <laughs> super... Uh, the article I read, I think it was a New York Times piece. Maybe it was a Grantland piece. Mm. It kind of talked about how that one, his, that, like, the early part of his career was really, like, 
frantic energy and kind of like full force, like, yeah, fuck the system, yeah. And then he came out with that one, and since then he's kind of been like, um, you know, had his balls clipped a little bit. He's been neutered a bit. Yeah, Definitely been neutered, neutered a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, like, it's totally true. Yeah, his first movies were so part of that, like, MTV-style editing type of aesthetic movement like the rapid fire edits and sort of like the changes into like negative colors like natural born killers feels like a fever dream that movie is like hard to watch but then but even jfk has like is pretty stylistic like as the court case sort of like continues on because it's a court case right like the whole thing leads to a court case i can't i don't remember it's like a three-hour movie and it's a three-hour movie and they kind of like recreate um they like pick up right after he gets murdered, and it's all set in New right. Orleans. And this guy, the, yes, the yes. attorney, kind of like, like, "That's weird. How did this? Like, how did this happen? This is weird." Yeah, yeah. And he's then, like, "Out and to the left. Out yeah, and to right. the left." And he goes down <laughs> and to the left. But yeah. No, it, it mostly follows around uh, uh, Harvey Oswald, Lee Harvey Oswald, played right? By, played uh, by my forever crush, Sam, Gary Oldman. Rock- oh, Gary Oldman's right. I was confused him and Sam Rockwell. Wait, that's, that's so funny because I get it. They both look like they just woke up. They always right. look like they just woke up. <laughs> so true. Like they always um, have bedhead. <laughs> so that one's good. I like that conspiracy theory. It's interesting and I wish that I could believe it. I but know. I mean like don't you kind of? Do you not kind of believe it? I mean just the – just like yeah. – like for for any kind of like government agency to like cleanly pull something like that off and not really have leave behind any like real hard evidence, eh, <clears throat> I don't really believe it. I mean, but really. like think of like all all of those people died. All of like the figures from that era, the radical figures from that era, were assassinated. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Right? Martin Luther yeah. King, Malcolm. I mean, Malcolm. I think is like a different set of circumstances. But like, he got murdered and then, like by what is what is. Black Muslims, right? Right, he did. Yeah, from the Brotherhood of Islam. Islam. But yeah. what? Um, what is? But then, like, what is the alternative? Are the Kennedys just really unlucky? That's true. <laughs> RFK was also murdered. Right, like yeah. it just seems, it just seems like one of those things where, it. That's the reason I sort of like that conspiracy theory because it asks us to. I think a good conspiracy theory asks you to like confront the things that you already believe to be true you know what i mean like a stupid conspiracy theory is one that like projects a completely new set of circumstances and facts and asks you to just sort of like uh, like accept it like this person isn't dead they're alive <laughs> it's like okay uh, like the like, elvis conspiracy theory <laughs> right the elvis conspiracy theory which basically just asks you to like forget this thing and think of this thing but i think like the reason the jfk conspiracy theory for me is so fascinating is it asks you to like confront something that you kind of already know to be true which is like that the thing that makes America America is an actual kind of insidiousness, like a real sense mm. that like there is just like a control. There's a there's a sense you're never going to get it, like get how the things in this country work. And that informs the way that they like work. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. That's it, that's why it's so scary to me. It creeps me people, out. I just think people are so incompetent. And uh, yeah, I, I, I just have a hard time believing that every that everyone involved would be on board with killing the president. But, you know, I'm that that is the thing that. 
that's a hiccup for me too <laughs> because I also am like this is amazing it's like the only time America's like really like nailed a crazy plan like right. all the coups in other countries I feel like we find out in like 20 minutes that like yeah, America was behind fuck? it and like they're so messy and this was like in a weird way completely seamless yeah I know that's like really really true it's weird I know in this new movie Jackie by Pablo Lorraine this like um that, that where Natalie Portman plays um yeah plays yeah. Jackie the Jackie movie Nassis. doesn't even I mean there's really no time to like touch on it because the movie takes place basically over the course of a week um but you know there is no there's no mention of the conspiracy theory and it made me think of like if that conspiracy theory will like die out eventually or if it'll always persist to some degree I don't know well like, is, that, is that Oliver Stone movie the reason it's like super relevant I wonder yeah well the, that's the point of the article that I read about it was like it kind of like maintains because of the Oliver Stone movie, right? And how that totally. movie like it's it's like came out in like 1990, but it still is like a good movie that feels relevant today. Totally, 100. Yeah. percent It feels like we are living in the wake of an assassination, <laughs> does yeah. it not? But also just being in like post 9/11. The article was from oh, 2013, sure. so kind of they no one really could foresee 2016, but um, sure, sure. It was just kind of like in a post nine eleven world. This kind of holds up, but no. Yeah, ever definitely. since that, ever since uh, shitty, stupid PizzaGate that people won't stop talking about. It. I guess people haven't really talked about it except for the corners of the internet that I like to like. There's this subreddit I used to like to go on called Conspiracy that was all about conspiracy uh-huh. theories, and now it's just flooded with the idiotic PizzaGate talk. I can't go on that fucking website anymore. I mean, that PizzaGate thing is crazy i didn't know about it until the new york times did a piece on the owner of this for everyone who doesn't know pizzagate is this like conspiracy theory that essentially like erupted shortly before the election um sort of as a result of like some of the WikiLeaks emails and also like i don't know the donald on reddit and like breitbart like you know it's it's a it's 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 one one of the things of the things yeah, yeah, I would say it's I would say it's like the news story that managed to like leave this whole thing of fake news that has itself become a separate issue and infiltrate the mainstream, which is there's this like really famous pizza place in Washington DC that's like really beloved and it's like sort of like a play space. It's sort of like a Chuck E. Cheese slash it's like legit pong, pizzeria. It's a ping pong pizza uh, venue. Basically, yeah, it's a ping pong pizzeria, which is also how Jack is going to review my next book. Um, yep. <laughs> and um, this conspiracy erupted that Hillary Clinton is like part of or the leader of um, like a child sex ring, like a yeah, and it like, takes place at this like a pedophilia it, ring. Yeah. yeah, it takes place behind the pizzeria, and the only quote unquote evidence is that when these emails were released by WikiLeaks, there's this one exchange between Hillary and the owner of this pizzeria that like about like having like a fundraiser there, and then people were just like made this up and then it took off well, yeah, that is a like really a, that, well if you really want to know since i'm yes, such go an in. idiot and hate it uh there's like a so they kind of like implicate john d podesta who was like a dnc i don't know he's like i don't i'm not what the fuck the I'm chair not, like no political no i don't i don't know who he is he's so i don't care about this guy Anyway. Okay, just go on. So he's someone yeah, in the DNC. so he's a chief strategy officer for the Cleveland Browns. What? Oh, sorry. That's Paul D. Podesta. Shit. Oh, no. whoa. Ah, 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 Jack is melting on air. <laughs> wait, John, wait. Let me pizza gate. Anyway, some stupid idiot. 
What? Pizzagate? John Stewart? Uh, John Podesta. I'm so stupid. You like said that pretty much. Okay, no, just go I said on. John P. Podesta. He was a former <laughs> oh, chairman okay. of the 2016 Hillary Clinton campaign. Anyway, so there's like an okay. exchange between like got that got leaked on WikiLeaks. Thanks a lot, Julian Ass Ange. Like Ass Angel. I hate him. Yeah. Anyway, so there's like a line where he talks about like going to this pizza place and like bringing children for entertainment. And it's, like, totally out of context. You, you don't see the whole email. You just see this, like, line. And anyway, mm-hmm. so that kind of gets, like, blown up into people believing that this guy runs a child sex ring slash cannibalism ring out of the basement of this pizzeria. Like, uh, wait, cannibalism? Like, yeah, there's, like, yeah, apparently they eat children, too. Oh, my God, same. Yeah. That is so gnarly. <laughs> I mean, that is, like, next-level conspiracy theory. That is just something else. Like, what does one do with that? What do you do with that? What do we do about fake news in general? Uh, it's all it's all Facebook's fault and Google. Ugh, I mean, Facebook more than Google. Yeah. But also, like, it's people's fault. <laughs> also Twitter. You know what I mean? Also Twitter's people. a bit... I mean, yeah, Twitter is hard. Twitter is hard. All these things are sort of hard for me to imagine, like what the other version of it looks like, like the uh, like the part, you know, the other audience's Facebook. Like, I, I almost wish that I could sort of see a, um, like, some sort of weird screen live stream of just, like, what the Facebook looks like of someone else who is believing this stuff. Like, what is their feed? What are the memes they're seeing? Because, I mean, like, it totally reinforces, you know, like, something. Like, I'm seeing one type of article and it's making me feel one type of way. Like... You know, my stuff I know is true, or at least truer than that stuff. But, like, the idea that I'm only seeing that is, like, part of the problem. I don't even know, I don't man. know. Yeah. I mean, it's all, like, I think it's a combination of, like, Bernie freaks and, like, Trump freaks. And just... Just freaks. Just fringe. Fringe things. There is no fringe. Who, like, don't trust journalism anymore. And it's very fringy, but it also kind of, like, leaks into the mainstream and... You can't like argue with people who believe shit like that. It's it's like the it's like the Trump thing. It's all about feelings and like I don't know. But is that going to be everyone? I, you could literally sit down a Pizzagate conspiracy theorist and like go line by line about why they're wrong. Present them hard evidence. Like this place doesn't have a basement. There's no caves under the, the thing that has like dungeons for children to get like molested in. Blah blah blah. And I don't think you could ever like unconvince them. Right. Post-truth. No, yeah, it is I true. That, I don't think that's where the future is going, but it's just kind of like, I mean, these people, people who would have believed this have always existed. They just didn't have a platform to share their views. It's true. I mean, why do you think people want to believe conspiracy theories? I mean, the ones I like are fun to believe in. I mean, the JFK one that, we're, that we were just talking about isn't, like, fun, but it's definitely, like, there's something tantalizing about it. Do you think it's the same for these people? Like, what is it about conspiracy theories? Why do we know. love? Well, I'm sure, well, a lot of them in the past have, like, actually had legitimate legs and, I don't know, Like what? Lie. Well, I mean, you know, like, for example, maybe the CIA didn't, actually distribute crack into the hood in the 80s but you could kind of see how socioeconomically if you're mm-hmm. poor you might get involved <clears throat> in 
dealing drugs because it's a way to make money because you don't have the right. like legs to make money any other way. And maybe right. because of like action taking place in South America, you know, that kind of like forces the South Americans to do the same thing. And that the CIA that, did have a did have a hand in. <laughs> right. So they had a hand in that. <laughs> like it's more abstract so it's way. Like right. That creates like this influx of drugs. So it's kind of like right. they did, but they didn't directly do it. But it still makes a good like I don't know headline and. It, it, it gives no, I think people you're right. someone to like I think actually right. directly blame instead of being like, if this hadn't happened and this hadn't happened and this hadn't happened. Right. I think it, I think you're right. I think that's really true. I think it gives you sort of like symbolic language to get to the heart of something that is true. You know, like yeah. the CIA doesn't need to have distributed crack for like the nugget of that to be true, which is that like the government keeps people poor. Right. Like yeah. or that there is like sort of, you know. It's like it's almost yeah. It's like you sort of like stretch it out, and you get to like the fact. And the conspiracy theory is sort of like, sh- meant like allegorical shorthand or something. Yeah, and for like the JFK. Because I mean, like, like yeah, like yeah, JFK is similar, right? Like they killed JFK. I mean, like in a set. Yeah, for sure, it's true. That is a really interesting way to think of like a good conspiracy theory as something that is not true, but it's talking about truth or something, like yeah, the textures I mean, of it or something. There's like shades of truth, but shades know. of truth, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, like, the Jean Benet is actually Katy Perry one, not so much. Jean Benet is actually Katy Perry is one that I've been investigating <laughs> for a long time. You have been on that one. I always say, like, Jack is ahead of the curve when it comes to a few things. One of them is the conspiracy theory about Jean Benet being Katy Perry. <laughs> and, you know, I think my findings will surprise a few people. What if the findings were that. just a picture of Jean Benet with red string to a picture of Katy Perry <laughs> on your it's wall? Just a, right. <laughs> <laughs> like and a you're big, like mm-hmm. a big red circle around Katy Perry, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. kind of like a and then a drawing of Jean Benet, right? <laughs> and everyone's All like, "So is, what is the connection?" <laughs> right. All I've done is I've kind of taken a, a, a like a a picture of a giant, a, like obscene cotton candy themed uh, dress, and kind of like <laughs> glued it over Jean Benet Ramsey's body. And the similarities are scary. I'll just say that. Right. Yeah, you did like a face swap with her in the Teenage Dream video. Yeah. And then right next to it is a huge picture of me in a dress that I taped just sort of like to kind of participate but don't really know what we're doing. Right. (laughs) I just decided to infiltrate your your thing. Mm -hmm. So anyway. I love it. That's a good one. That's a hot one. I mean, it's true. Some conspiracy theories are fun and interesting, and other ones kind of suck. Um, other ones kind of like, suck. That's I the thing love... about Pizzagate that also makes me mad. Yeah. It's like a boring one. Yeah, it's like, well, it's not, well, it, well. It's boring. not boring, but it just doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't it's have just, anything. <laughs> yeah, it's just frustrating and stupid. And in this atmosphere, it's like, if it was actually, if it had any legs at all, it wouldn't be like limited to the crazy fucking mutterings of the corners of the internet that internet that it is like limited to now you know what i mean right right exactly (sighs) but whatever it's just stupid and i hate it but no i I don't know i mean alien conspiracies are cool i like aliens sure oh i love i mean roswell is like maybe all-time all-time conspiracy theory let's do it that one is so 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 good you know this is one of the things this is one of the other sad things about hillary losing she said she was gonna like i know unlock Open the area 51 stuff god damn it she, she was god she was. damn it and 
And just the implication of that was that there is something to unlock. <laughs> like, right. I was like, how can that not be enough for you to vote for her? If nothing else. If nothing else. But yeah, I love Roswell. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with Roswell. Like, absolutely. I was obsessed with the aliens. Um, yeah, I do remember that time. Should I tell a quick story to, yeah, <laughs> to I, our this might be, Yeah, this might be time four for this story, but I, I want to hear it again. It gets me, it gets um, me chuckling every time. Well, you, well, you're the supporting character I, in it. We're well, both no, but part of it. Ki- well, kind of. I'm part of it, but I wasn't there that night. You're, you're in, you're in part one, and then I'm alone in part two. Yeah. Um, so here's a here's a quick story for our listeners. Um, I wish we could, in, I wish we could edit in some um, X Files music. <laughs> okay, wait. I can do this. I can do um, this. Wait. X Files song. <laughs> So set the scene. All right, tell me when to go, everyone. Everyone, this go. is a really um. And now it's time for a good friend's historical story. Oh god damn it, YouTube! <laughs> you you don't have YouTube Red? <laughs> no, this shit doesn't want to play. It's been giving me shit all day. I've been trying to watch oh my god, what if it was like a polyphonic, <laughs> like a, or it's like god on day. recorder? Illuminati <laughs> song. Oh my god, Wait. this is a conspiracy. Illuminati song? Oh, Illuminati. Illuminati is like all-time conspiracy. You know, the okay. Illuminati conspiracy is one of those that I can't even like wrap my head around. It's too big. Do you have the, the song? Illuminati one? Yeah, it's queued up. It's like supposed to be going, but YouTube is like being a little D. Is this a little is a conspiracy. D. This, oh, here it goes. <laughs> and now, it's time for a good friend historical story. I was harmonizing with it. Right. Oh my god, haunting. <sighs> the yeah, year was two thousand like ten. <laughs> and yeah, um me, Jack, and a group of our friends um got extremely, extremely um lifted <laughs> very 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 we were sky high and we decided to go see um the dreamworks animated film g-force which is about a group of <laughs> guinea pig secret agents we decided to go to like the ten forty five screening um blitzed out of our yeah. minds so we go we go to this theater ten forty five and night. jack and i 10.45 p.m. Yes, 10.45 p.m. So Jack and I are like, you guys, like, we're going to go save seats and you guys get snacks. And everyone's like, yeah, good idea. So we go to this theater. Shocker, it's empty. <laughs> One, because it's G-Force. <laughs> Two, because it's a 10.45 screening of a kid's movie, like, on a weekday. Like, of course nobody was there. So we go down, save a row. Like, we literally, I feel like we weren't even sitting next to each other. We were saving the seats in between, like, as if this place <laughs> was packed. We were so gone. So, you know, we were saving seats, and we're like, hell yeah, time for some G-Force. And then all of our friends come back, snacks in hand, and they're like, you guys, we just saw Sean Penn in line for for some movie he was getting snacks and i of course was like what movie was he seeing and everyone's like we don't like we don't know i was like you should have followed him and everyone's like obsessed everyone's talking about you know seeing sean penn and after a while i start to get pissed because i'm like um yeah. you're welcome we, we literally you know sean jack penn. and i 
yeah, we didn't see Sean Penn, and it's because we were saving you guys see. It's, like, cut to, like, this theater being empty, like, okay. But, like, still, it was, like, the principal. I was, like, okay, great, keep talking about Sean Penn. This is, like, messed up. And everyone was, like, obsessed. For people who don't know, Sean Penn um, lived in Jack and I's hometown of Marin County. Um, he is also the Oscar-winning actor uh, from right. Milk, Dead Man Walking, and Sean Mystic Penn River. <laughs> he is an Illinois state senator. No, he's a three-time Oscar Sam. winner. Um, he was nominated but didn't win for a gang sang. So I'm, like, pissed during this entire movie because everyone, like, won't shut up about it. So, okay, God bless. We, like, move on. The next day, and this is a really uh, actually, can you cue up the X Files theme song again? I can. This is okay. And now, you know, we leave the theater and everyone splits. The next day. So the next day, <laughs> we we all go to um, the Chabot Space Center, which is a space temple in Oakland, California. It's in the hills of Oakland, and. Uh, <laughs> Space Temple is another one of your reviews for one of my books in the future. But it doesn't have any exclamation points. It's just Space Temple, <laughs> Jack Dale. Um, so the Chabot Space Center is a space place. It's like a astronomy center. It's also has, um, you know, it shows movies and whatever. The reason we would keep going to Chabot was... Um, the Chabot Space Center in Oakland had this IMAX dome that featured this movie called Sonic Vision. And Sonic Vision was an like a visualized, like a kind of just like crazy visuals projected onto an IMAX screen set to a soundtrack compiled by Moby. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't just Moby songs, although one Moby song did close it out. It was music that Moby had chosen, which included like, Do You Realize by the Flaming Lips, a personal favorite from the soundtrack. Radiohead, um, Radiohead yeah, Everything in Its Right Place by Radiohead was the opener, iconic. Um, and we, like my friends and I, like me, Vinny, and Hadas would go all the time like it was a problem and the bigger <laughs> problem was we would always be like so stoned going and every time they would it would cost seven dollars and every time the woman was like who would recognize us after a while was like mm. if you buy a membership one time to Chabot, <laughs> this will be free forever the membership was literally 14 dollars, the price of two tickets and every time we were like no it's okay we went like at least 13 times like yeah. i'm in the red at Chabot. But we would go so much. The best example of it was when Vinny picked me, when Hadass met up Vinny at Stanford, and then they picked me up at Santa Cruz, and we drove home for, like, Thanksgiving weekend, and on the way stopped at Chabot. We went before we even, we went before we even saw our own family. Anyway, so we're going to, so we're at Chabot. This is, like, one of, like, a hundred times that I go. I'm with a group of friends, and afterwards, we go on this, like, walk around the Oakland Hills. And as we're walking, I, like, look up. We're, like, in the Oakland Hills, and I see a UFO. I literally see a spaceship hovering, like, a sort of, like, three-tiered triangle light situation. And it's just sort of, like, bouncing. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And, like, I, li- I literally freeze and, like, can't even, like, tell what's going on. And, like, I'm like, I'm like oh, my God, oh, my God. And then it just zooms away it literally just zooms away and i turn around to everyone I'm like you guys did you just see that did you see the ufo and everybody has their backs to the sky because lisa is telling a story about how the <laughs> night before she saw sean penn 
at the Northgate Cinema when we were seeing G4. And I literally pushed everyone aside. And I was like, not only did you guys just miss a UFO and now make me look like a lunatic, but I don't want to hear about this Sean Penn sighting again. And I'm pretty sure I like pushed her out of the way. And I'm like, meanwhile, Jack and I were saving seats <laughs> because everyone else is getting that. I have never been so furious. Like, literally now, nobody believes my ass. Like, mm. this was a UFO. It was, like, a perfect triangle. So if I ever meet Sean Penn, I'm going to tell him this exact story. <laughs> and I'm going to blame him for my feeling like some fringe lunatic. Like, I saw a UFO right. in the Oakland Hills, and Sean Penn attending maybe, like, another theater screening of G-Force is the reason, like, I have no one else to back me up. Well, maybe Sean Penn is working with the aliens. Wait. Mm, there's a How did I never? That's a conspiracy theory for you. Sean Penn yeah. is an alien. I was like, what's the? What's or like Sean? Sean Penn is a government <laughs> operative meant to hide UFOs. Everyone's like, what's the evidence? I'm like, let me tell you. Cue the music. Right. Like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm furious. It was one of the worst. It was the worst. <laughs> Sean Penn is a government operative whose only job is to distract people from the existence of aliens on our planet. Three-time Oscar winner Sean Penn might even be an alien himself. The star of I Am Sam might be a Martian. Ever thought about that? That's me hacking into the Oscars this year, (laughs) anonymous style. Um, Everyone's like, um... I mean, we have lambasted Sean... Sean Penn is public enemy number one of this podcast. The El Chapo, like, interview. <laughs> this, like... I would say Margot Roby is is the good friend's idol, and Sean Penn is our good friend's devil. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, to follow up last week, we promised uh, an interview with Margot Roby. Um, Rod, do you have any <laughs> updates for us? You know, um... <laughs> talks are you know still moving you know it's it's a process margot roby has had a really incredible year um you know she's coming off of the great success of suicide squad she's busy jack she's busy and um but you know things are moving yes you can't things rush are these moving. things you're right you're right we can't rush these things exactly i mean we're this is margot roby we're talking about <laughs> um so yeah you know things are gonna move in whatever speed they move in but i can guarantee that um you know, we're doing everything we can on this end to get Margarobi as our first and only Good Friends interview. interview ever. <laughs> ever. All ever. Right. I only want to speak to Margarobi. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, holding you to it. Hold- <laughs> Your conspiracy theory is going to end up being that I'm Margot Robbie because you never see us in the same room. <laughs> Wait a minute. Huh. Cue the music. <laughs> Is Rod Bastenmare really Margot Robbie? <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street star Margot Robbie has never been in the room at the same time as Good Friends podcast co-host Rod Bastenmare. Also, Rod B. Rod B. Robbie. Roby. Margot Robbie. Arby's. The Burger Place. Think twice. Okay, roast beef sandwiches. A Margot Robbie favorite and something Rod claims to have never had. Never had Think never twice. Had I'm, or roast beef. What? <laughs> I've never had either. Uh. 
I, I don't I don't know. Okay, I'm, I'm being serious. You're like Mr. Sandwich. I, know, I But is roast beef good? It sounds Bruh. like gnarly. Bruh. <laughs> also, obsessed with Mr. Sandwich is my title. <laughs> is that Dude, another one of your reviews on my book jacket? You, yeah. After, you, you, after we get off of this podcast, get in your car, start it. Drive down 101 South. Get off at the mm. Manual T. Freitas Parkway exit. Go all the way into the back to this little place I like to call Scotty's Market. Get a fucking roast beef sandwich on Dutch Crunch. Thank me later. Wait, I literally, my body just got full chills. That sounds so good. What do you get on this sandwich? And is it good? How's that for a fucking uh, conspiracy (laughs) theory? All right? The theory being roast beef. What do you get on a fucking roast beef sandwich? (laughs) Yeah, what do you get? Are you a human being? And the music... <laughs> Wait, the, the actual music point is BS. So, so scary. Look, dude, when you get on a recipe sandwich, what, 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 what the fuck? You get uh, cheese. Look, yeah, get whatever you want: cheese, red onions, tomato, Ooh. lettuce. Oh, doesn't have to be shredded. Get some mayo. Get some is mustard. It, it, is it hot? Is it a hot sandwich? No, no, roast beef is cold. It's good. It's like a cold cut of meat. Really? It just sounds so thick. Is it like thickly cut? No. Sl- thin. Thin ass slices. Thin Wait, slices. Wait, do I, do I, am I going to like it? What would you compare beef. it to? I'm texting you a photo of it right now. What would I compare it to? <laughs> yeah, wait. <laughs> yes. Look, look. It's almost, it almost, oh my fuck. Oh God. It almost looked like it's, oh shit. I'm sorry. That was gross. Did you just have you a, ever- <laughs> that's what I imagine is going to happen post roast beef. <laughs> Have you ever had a French dip sandwich? Um, no, but that is what I imagined it was going to be like. Yeah, it's like thin slices of beef that's like succulently cooked. You know, it's a little pink. Do you see this? Bam. Look at your phone. Oh my god. Wait, this <laughs> this photo is <laughs> it's like so scary. This photo looks like a still image from the new Alien movie. <laughs> so wait, when you get a sandwich... What what, sam- what kind of sandwiches do you usually get if it's not? Like, oh my god, so sandwich, many like, different kinds. Of a, what? What? Like what? I love a turkey moment, a chicken salad moment, a tuna moment, and then even within tuna, it's like okay, yeah. tuna melt, cold tuna. Oh my god, wait, this sandwich looks so good. I can't believe it's so much this. thinner than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Like sauerkraut, this bread looks so good. Yeah. Uh, Although that looks like American cheese in this photo. Well, you know. You're just going to have to. I'm scared. Mm. What do you think is a good cheese to pair with? Like Munster? Provolone? Probably provolone. Provolone? Sure. Look at Or cheddar. Yelp review. Check this shit out. Yelp review the exact same sandwich I was just describing to you. Observe this via text. <laughs> what, for Scotty's Market? Yes. <laughs> a Scotty's Yelp? You know what? Scotty's Market, a Marin County like state. <laughs> Scotty's Yelp. <laughs> That music comes on every time I order a sandwich. <laughs> Have you been helped yet? No. Oh, this is like a uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, wait, this is giving me... This is a vibe. <laughs> this, like, dubstepy <laughs> remix. Did you not... Wait, can, did you see that? Wait, the review hasn't sent. Oh, my God. It's not the review. It's just I've never picture. been so stressed. Hold oh, on. I'm looking... I'm, trust me, I'm literally just staring at it. 
Oh. It looks really good. Is it peppery? That can be, I guess. I have never been so stressed in my life. I want this sandwich so bad. That's, <gasps> that's a photo oh. of, the, of the Dutch Crunch roast beef sandwich I was talking about. A little avocado on there. Sure, or go, go in. I would, get, I would get a little less less meat. Or is that like the wrong answer? No, you can get less meat. I mean, it's not like half sm- that. It's, it's not the smart answer. But, you know. <laughs> but it's a very me answer. Yeah, it's a you answer. I, I would do spicy Dijon, mayo, provolone cheese, lettuce, iceberg, not shredded, tomato, mm-hmm. onion, okay. maybe a pepperoncini situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure, do it. Salt, pepper, oil, and vinegar? Too much? Do it. No, do it. Do it. I literally love sandwiches. They're my favorite food. Mm-hmm. Or are they... Can someone who's never had roast beef really like sandwich? Bad. Why don't you ask Sean Penn, Martian representative from Neptune? Hmm. Wow. I think I literally might go get this sandwich. Should I report back? You really should. <laughs> that would be the I'm biggest stress. That would be the biggest Christmas miracle of all time if you go get that sandwich right now. If, for me to go, get, for me to go get a roast beef sandwich. Honestly, yeah. like I can deliver. I don't, mm. I will. Li- I would literally eat a sandwich every day for the rest of my life. This isn't a game. I would switch it up, but I would eat a sandwich. Sandwiches are great. They're the best. There's nothing better than a good sandwich. I don't. I feel like you would be wrong to get roast beef on toast. I don't know. What? So what? Never. Hot take. It just looks never <laughs> on toast. You have to get it on a roll. Yeah, you got to. Did you know that Dutch Crunch is like a Bay Area specific bread? I knew it was like a. I knew they didn't. They don't have it in New York. I knew that. I was surprised by that because the Dutch and New York have such a relationship, but I thought this was Dutch bread. It's not even. Well, it's tasty. That's all I can say. It's it's my favorite. It's my go-to. I love a Dutch Crunch of this this Scotty sandwich. I I will literally retweet it. It's very on brand. I will, yeah, it really is. Or make it your avatar. <laughs> my, I just changed my avatar today. I can't just change it twice in one day. Come on, man. What you did from laser eyes to something else? Yeah. Look, I just tweeted it. What is it now? Hold on, retweeting it. This is the, this is the most thrilling episode of Good Friends Podcast yet. <laughs> I'm literally retweeting it. <laughs> Wait, this photo! It's... <laughs> Me looking at a sandwich. <laughs> Wait, I really wish I could um, tweet out like a video of the opening credits of um, the X Files and just have the caption be me when I'm looking at a sandwich. <laughs> like, like so meaningless. This is the best. Twitter I love sandwiches. I've had all day. The retweeting of the sandwich. Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy. Has it made you? Has it ungrumped you? Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm ungrumped. Mm, God bless. Yeah. Good news. No, 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 no. Well, I think that's a good place to end. That we've ungrumped you. You know what? I think episode sixty nine is really a miracle. Sixty nine yeah. is a miracle number because this you started a, grumped and right. you ended ungrumped. This is a Christmas miracle. This is a Christmas miracle just in time because this is our Christmas episode. Mm. <laughs> our Christmas conspiracy theory episode. <laughs> yes, obviously. <laughs> what else will we talk about? Oh. So. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Wait, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, I thought you said, also we talked about, huh. That's what I yeah. heard. I just said, huh. <laughs> huh. Sandwiches. Well, you guys, I think it's safe to say our devil tongue of the week goes to Sean Penn, and our good friend of the week <laughs> is this roast beef sandwich. <laughs> Me too. Um, Merry Christmas to all. Jack, I hope you have such a good Christmas. Yeah, you too. Have a good Christmas. Um, and our yeah. listeners, we love you so much. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And we will talk to you um, shortly before New Year's, right? Or, mm, yeah, right? Maybe after. Or after. Yeah, we I'll might talk after. to you guys after the New Year's. Yeah. Anyway, all right. This has been the best episode 69 ever. And, ever, uh, ever, ever. And, uh, yeah, B-movie. B-movie. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Run through the meadow and scare up the milking cows. Run down the beach kicking clouds of sand. Walk a windy weather day, feel your face blow away. Stop and listen, love you.